This is the Navigating Adult ADHD podcast, here to help you navigate and thrive with ADHD in adulthood. I'm your host, Zena, and I was diagnosed at age 36. As with many ADHDers, I have a rebellious and non-conformist style. And that means that there will likely be swearing in the coming episode. Please be mindful of any little people. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Navigating Adult ADHD podcast. Today, I wanted to answer the question which I have been hearing a lot lately, which is what is the benefit of getting diagnosed? Now, Before I dive into that, my cat is in the office with me as we record this episode, and I hope he's going to behave. He did just make a funny noise. (laughs) Wish me luck, guys. Okay, so before getting the official diagnosis from a psychiatrist that said, yes, you have ADHD, I was already operating as if, as if I had ADHD. I was assuming I had it, or rather, I had used Dr. Google to confirm that I had ADHD. Now, I had gone to that conclusion because I have friends with ADHD. Both of my best friends have ADHD, and only a couple of years early, one of them, uh, only a couple of years earlier, one of them was diagnosed. And we were, of course, talking all about the process and what she was going through, what led her to get the diagnosis, etc. So I had friends with it. It was something I had talked about. I also had a lot of clients with it. And of course, in coaching, it is something that we talk about. So based on that and the similarities that I saw in myself and all of the online tests, I was a definite yes. So with that assumption in mind, I did a bunch of research. I learned what it meant. I listened to a bunch of podcasts, did some audio books, or rather, <laughs> I remember trying to read uh, Gabor, Gabor Mate's book. I can't, it's not coming to mind the title of the book, but I tried to read it. He has an incredible book on ADHD and I couldn't. Because I would read a page and I would just get lost in my own thoughts and I'd get to the bottom of the page and be like, oh shit, what did I just read? (laughs) Audiobooks are like my new best friend. (laughs) I've been doing them for years, but it just makes a world of difference. So anyway, I did a bunch of research, right? Listened to the podcast, did the audiobooks and having conversations with people and just having a lot of coaching tools already, I was able to put a lot of support in place. Okay, so I did my self-diagnosis and supported myself with the tools, the knowledge, the awareness I had. So why did I get diagnosed? Because for me, things changed. My ability to finish things got worse, way worse. My business took a hit financially. I had all of these grand ideas and they were super exciting and all these plans But nothing, and I mean nothing, was coming to life. Nothing was getting finished. And then I was frustrated all of the time. I was always 
angry and I was unable to focus because of this constant layer of frustration. It was like I had glasses on and I was seeing red literally all of the time. And that began to affect my relationships. So I had such a short fuse with my partner. And now my partner has three boys and we have them with us half the time. And I was so short with the kids. So short. And that just, it was becoming pretty difficult. My partner was quite often coming to me and saying, are you okay? Is it that time of the month again? And it wasn't. It was happening on a very regular basis. So I decided to ask for help. Now, one of the best parts of the one hour I initially spent in the psychiatrist's office was when she was asking me a bunch of questions and we were talking about my life. So through childhood, adulthood, all of the years, it was hearing just how many of my life experiences and the things I do are because I have ADHD. So for example, I had an eating disorder as a teenager. I have struggled all my life with making and maintaining friends. Even just sitting there in the office and she was asking me about friendships in childhood and it brought up some kind of traumatic memories that I'd forgotten, but it all made so much sense. Again, forgetting people's names as soon as I meet them. I have met so many amazing people and I would love to remember their names, but having poor working memory is very common for those of us with ADHD and I just don't remember people's names. So those things were all things that in the past I had felt ashamed for. And it was like, oh my gosh, wow, it makes so much sense now. I started to feel so much compassion and understanding for myself. So the number one reason is validation. I cried when she said, well, yeah, you definitely have ADHD. And all of these things might make a little more sense to you now. When she said that, I cried. It was a lot like driving. (laughs) Random example, but stay with me. So I started learning to drive very young. I was age 12 and I'd grown up on a farm and I'd ridden a farm bike ever since I was probably about five. But at age 12, my dad decided that he was going to take me to an empty parking lot on a Sunday morning and I was going to drive. So from age 12, I had learned to drive, but I couldn't go for my license till I was 15 years old. It's now 16, but at the time it was 15. So although I could drive, it didn't feel real and official and believable in my eyes until I got that license with my photo on it and I held it in my hands. And I think that having this diagnosis was very much the same for me. So number two is healing. Even though I had assumed it, I hadn't told everyone, I hadn't made any big life alterations or asked for support from the people around me because it wasn't 100% official. Therefore, I didn't want to deal with questions like, well, when were you diagnosed? And what makes you think that? Or, yeah, but I struggle with that too and I don't have ADHD. So I had always kept it quiet. So 
as a result of knowing and doing even further learning, I've spoken to friends about it and I've shared with some of my really close friends what it means for me having ADHD and how it impacts my relationships and how I operate in my relationships. One of those things is it's very much out of sight, out of mind. So if I don't hear from you or see see you, I don't always think to reach out or make plans. And that's not because I don't love you. It's just how my brain works differently. So in being able to share that, it's been so healing in my relationships, but also now they're saying things like, well, how can we support you? And so we've talked about that. So, you know, if you if you want to connect or if you want to reach out to me or make plans, please do, because I love seeing you and I want to do those things. But my brain just doesn't always think to do it. So there's so much healing that happens. Number three is treatment or options for treatment. So I knew medication was only available if I was officially diagnosed. But to hear that my hormones were changing. So again, age 36 is the age I was diagnosed. And I thought, yeah, you don't go through perimenopause until you're like in your 40s. You know, I was wrong about that. (laughs) It was just a lack of understanding and awareness on my part. So to hear from the psychiatrist, hey, like, This is happening because your hormones are changing and that's why everything that you had been doing perhaps isn't working so well because you're experiencing an imbalance in your hormones and that therefore is like, you know, when you turn up a dial on a radio, it's like turning up the dial on your ADHD symptoms. That's pretty much what was happening. (laughs) So learning that Hearing that from her, which I had no idea about, that led me to explore my hormone levels and, you know, what natural treatments are available. I'm going through this beautiful process right now and learning so much about hormones and what my levels are and what, you know, natural therapies and treatments are available to help normalize and balance that out so I can support myself, but only because somebody else, a medical professional in this case, told me about that. Now, medication is one of the things that I am choosing to currently use. But as I said, that's whilst I also learn about and experiment with other natural treatment options. One that I'm very curious about is, and I'm going to like botch the name, it is uh, microdosing mushrooms. Is it psilocybin? Psilocybin? Something like that. But that will be a much, much later episode because I want to do all the research, experiment on myself first (laughs) and then share with you all. Now, number four is education. So although I already knew a lot about ADHD, there was also so much that the psychiatrist taught me and helped me to understand and offered in terms of education so like we had a really good conversation about reputable sources of information and I have mentioned some of those names on the podcast before but she also gave me leaflets about you know what it means to live with ADHD what what it is how it impacts us in our lives and kind of explained it simply And she also gave me information on the medications that I was taking so that I could therefore do any more research that I wanted, but also so that I had everything I needed in front of me. Now, 
This stuff, as I have later found out, can actually be kind of hard to get on Google. It can be very um, technical and hard to kind of simplify and break down and understand. So I was really grateful that it was coming directly from an ADHD expert, or at least my psychiatrist was. So it was coming from an expert and a recommended source. And my psychiatrist is a woman, same as me, living with ADHD herself. So it was just so, as I said, validating, healing, (laughs) educational, and I just felt like I was given options and medication is only one of the options. She said there are lots of options and we talked those through, which was so beautiful. So for me, getting diagnosed is a personal choice. And in some cases, it does require a significant cost. So I understand that there are a lot of different factors at play. I invite you to answer the following questions for yourself. One, why would you get diagnosed? And number two, why wouldn't you get diagnosed? And then, which reasons do you like better? Do that. Ever since my diagnosis, I have been on a mission to learn as much as I can about my brain, about the brains of fellow ADHDers, so that I can harness and optimize the brain I have. And I am so fortunate to have spent years getting coached and coaching others, both with and without ADHD. So I already have so much acceptance of myself and my ADHD. I also have a huge toolkit full of tools that have worked and continue to work with my ADHD. And my aim is to share many of these tools with you all in the coming episodes, as well as to help you achieve your goals and learn to thrive with your ADHD. Okay. If you want to find out more about coaching with me, visit xenajones.com ADHD. Huge love, my friends. Hey, if you loved this episode, then come and join us inside the Navigating Adult ADHD Facebook community. Head over to my website, xenajones.com ADHD. Make sure you add the slash ADHD to get access to this group and for further resources and support. I'll see you inside.